What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Backliners Podcast. Agro, who just realized I didn't close my closet door, so you can see how messy my closet is in my oh, office, no. alongside Barracuda, and joined by none other than Mr. Hold on, I, let me get the uh, the actual name of your Twitter account uh, correct here, Hazer. I don't want to mess this up. Smite Roster Drama Account, at Hazer Smite. Hazer, thanks so much for uh, for coming in, man. I, I I feel like this is the perfect episode to have you on. It is. It's ideal timing for me. You know, I stepped away from the drama stuff, but they just keep pulling me back in. I've decided to be specific to Smite Roster Drama now, mm. not just Smite Drama, okay. which I think is really good move for me. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good move for you as long as things keep getting weird. Um, mm-hmm. But you you have some time at the very least to, uh, you know, you've got at least one more move to go. You know, the, the jungler for the scarabs will be picked up eventually, uh, whoever it ends up being. Um, coach for Titans, too. Still an unfilled spot. Oh, coach for Titans. Have they uh, have they hit you up for that yet, Paul? No, no. Well, they, Do you they take were, that as an insult? They were going to ask me, and I know they were going to ask because Cherio spoke to them about it and said, don't ask him because he'll hate it and he'll ruin his life if he takes it. So I was like, yeah, thanks, Cherry. But also it'd be nice to be asked. Right. You want so to be able to say no, right? Yeah. You want to be able to say no. At the I'll very be least. gentle. Okay. Was a compliment from Cherry? Well, it's basically because when I joined his team, when I'd already quit and came to coach them, there was a bad life decision. Mm. It's just too many hours, really. Oh, yeah. Too many hours. Yeah. You have so many jobs. You have so many things you have to do. I don't know. And it's all stress, right? Like, I feel like you're never going to get, of course, the coach is never going to get enough credit whenever things are going well. When they're going poorly, uh, you're going to get a lot of blame. And funny, I should mention that because I'm going to almost certainly put some blame on some coaches later on in this episode. Um, And it's a lot. You have to deal with all of this, like, stress. It is so stressful to be a part of a Smite team. Back in in my day, blah, blah, yada, yada. Back in my day on the console side of things, I felt like I was too old for that stuff day one. Like, I was exhausted from from roster drama for other teams and how does that affect our team and like obviously that scene was a lot less stable than the spl is now but the wild west of smite dude it really was the wild west of smite wasn't it it was uh it got wild back then we should i should really we should do an episode where we uh we just bring in some old console heads and we talk about the old sc scl days are those safe for work yeah i don't know yeah, you know, you know a few land stories here and there. Oh uh, yeah, some of the land stories would be out of bounds, but the rest I mean, of it, I'm sure. Not that Smite professionals would ever yeah, misbehave there are definitely, there are definitely SBL land stories. They're out of bounds for sure. Stabridge Sweets has seen some things. That's for sure. The fact Jesus. that Stabridge let Smite pros stay there as long as they have uh, is actually a testament to how much money talks. Right, <laughs> like. <laughs> that is got that's the only reason they would ever allow it right yeah, yeah i felt bad for staybridge after a few points <laughs> routinely routinely yeah all right big episode this week mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna have a lot of time to cover spl though i do want to talk about one team in particular and their performance uh this week but we'll talk about that in a minute we've got some roster drama to go over yeah. now if you're uh if you've been living under a uh, internetless rock you may not have heard that the Scarabs have made some changes. 
But you may have heard if you tuned in earlier in the week uh, and you just skipped the last week of existence on the in the Smite universe that they were benching, benching Solar Patrol. That's where all of this started a long time ago, that they were benching SOT. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start there, fellas. What was your initial reaction? Uh, Hazer, we can start with you. Whenever you heard that that was going to be the Scarab's plan, how, how did you think, how did you take that news? And not again, I think was my initial thought. I think <laughs> SOT's a guy with like loads of talent and he's playing really well and he's looking really impressive for that team for, for him to possibly have messed it up again and possibly end off a team would be bad i think for him for the league like i think he's a great player and i was just i was hoping they'd be able to figure it out i was not surprised i mean i heard on the day what happened so i wasn't really surprised that he got benched for i think it was you know a fair decision by the team i don't sure i don't think i don't think it was a ridiculous thing to do to bench him and make him cool off for a bit at the very least just unfortunate that they end up having to play so many games with subs if that is their plan going forward you know which didn't end up happening but i was i was sympathetic to the team uh and i yeah i remember i read a reddit i think it was in solar trolls ama i don't know if you guys saw this mm. at any point mm. he did an ama and he talked about and i remember reading this and thinking good for him he talked about how much he'd learned about attitude and the way you had to treat the game and the way you had to treat your teammates when he moved down to the SOC slash SCC and how he'd learned his lesson. And I was just really disappointed to see him getting dropped for something outside of the game again. Um, so yeah, that was that was how I felt about it. Yeah, Barra, how about for you? Yeah, I was kind of the same way. It kind of instantly reminded me of last year because obviously last year we had a lot of problems outside of game. Um, in the team dynamic and it kind of just brought me back to that I don't know if they were experiencing the similar problems that we were going through or if it was like different problems or if it was just him like struggling with certain things um and I I I like Sot a lot as a person I think he's a really cool guy um but I think sometimes in a team environment is where he starts to struggle a bit unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh it's just also sucks because like all, all obviously all of us got to see him on splice and the performance he put on on splice he literally came to the scene pogged off made some of like ridiculous highlight plays and i feel like since then he hasn't gotten back to that really pop-off potential in and out of game and i kind of just wish the best for him moving forward um also just really unfortunate with everything happening on that team right now yeah, very unlucky for the Scarabs uh, across the board. Um, I think it makes the most sense, I guess, to stay on the topic of Solar Troll before we move on to the rest of the drama because he is back on the main roster after everything mm-hmm. else that has happened. Um, and I think something that's kind of gotten lost in all of this to me, you know, with uh, Slaney subbing in and, and Layers and picking up a new ADC and all this kind of stuff, like, in my mind, the the... The story of what happened and why he couldn't play in studio, it's, it's widely known. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, he was supposed to have both vaccines, ended up only having one. Miscommunication is the word I'll use, uh, led to that not being discovered until day of. Mm-hmm. In my mind, benching him for only that does not make a ton of sense to me. Like, uh, you're, I... you're cutting off the nose despite the face, right? If you're benching, to yeah. intentionally lose sets, be you're not intentionally losing sets, but you know you are significantly harming your capability to win sets as a two-win team 
in phase two by mm. benching Solar Ritual. Um, into their most important weekend of games as well. It's worth knowing yeah. the matchups they had. Exactly, exactly. Mm. With with your with your easiest matchup ahead of you in the Valhalla Valkyries. Um, so if they're benching him just for that, that seems a little, you know, I think that there probably could have been different ways to express their displeasure with that situation than benching him because it hurts your whole team a lot more. If well, it think, wasn't, if, hold on one second. If it wasn't just sorry, for that vaccine situation. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm really <laughs> monologuing here and I recognize that. Uh, if it wasn't just for the vaccine situation and he's back without having missed any any games, then where is the accountability to say that whatever got him benched in the first place is actually going to change from here in the midst of a very tumultuous time for this mm-hmm. roster, by the way, it's easy to be really upset and toxic and have bad environments. Whenever things are happening, it's like, Oh, well it'll settle. You know, I'll be better when things settle down, but you can't settle down until those things get changed. Right? So mm-hmm. that's my concern already with this team is, is that going to, is anything going to actually change? And I hope it does. Saad is an incredibly talented player. I think that he's got a really bright future, but this is two years in a row now where it's the same story that I'm hearing. And without actual consequence this time, I wonder if anything actually changes. I mean, I don't know if it's a maturity problem, I guess, or if it's like something that he can or can't work on outside of the game. But it's just, if it's happening this much, you kind of start weighing your options. And I think that's why Layers... I mean, as much as Layers can say he wasn't trying to replace Sot from an outside perspective, it looks like you are trying to replace Sot. And it's like, oh, if we get Wolves in and Wolves starts playing really well, it's an easy fix, you know? Like, it's an easy swap. And I think that might have been why Layers was so mad in the first place uh, based off of that Sot situation. And also, I kind of view it as like an opposite of the honeymoon period right now for them where they're literally like in shambles <laughs> rebuilding a team and like even if they get all five new players together it's just like what is happening like right the amount of crap literally that we've been going through is just i don't know i i wish them the best forward but like that team dynamic and team environment has to be absolute dog right now yes it's got to be um, and, and someone brings up in the chat like that you they lost trust in him. You gotta make it. You gotta make you know bench him in order to lose trust in him. I don't know. First of all, I like I get it. You know I played in team environments. You 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 know what that is like. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't think I'm changed. You know, hey, we can invade this blue buff. I don't know. Can we? Like, is that really gonna happen in the middle of the game, yeah. comms? Like, and then what's gonna change in those two weeks? Of a, you know the two week benching that they were going for that if that was the whole reason that if it's going to be a benching what is changing in those two weeks to change that it's really if you want if you want to look for other options fine and they did say that they would explore other options that's mm-hmm. fine and that makes sense to me but it just it doesn't like it doesn't all fit together in my mind you know what I mean yep. like what we're Agreed. hearing doesn't all fit together Hazer you look like you have something to say. Yeah, well, I think as well, you saw the difference in Sot's reaction between one moment and the next. I mean, when he first reacted to being benched, he was like, 
this is really unfair. I don't agree with the decision X, Y, Z. At least a tweet longer about it where he was like, yeah, fair enough. I've been benched. And that looks to me as if Salt thinks he's getting replaced initially. Right. And then some kind of thing happens that makes them reconsider that decision. Maybe they looked at who was available and who they were able to get and decided that they had to stick with Salt. Or they, they, I don't know what changed, but something I think mm-hmm. clearly must have changed. I think the benching was almost a, a compromise from them. They're saying, hi, Luna. That's Luna, right? <laughs> yeah, that's They're Luna. saying they want to... They wanna, um, they wanted to replace him, I think. I think Lairs especially would have wanted to replace him from everything we've heard. Yep. Um, they've realized that they, there is not a good replacement, and that's where they've landed on this suspension afterwards. That's the kind of middle ground they've ended up in, and I think, yeah, it is a bit murky in the end what that really achieves. But We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they saw how Salt came back. To be fair, he got benched on the the Renegades uh, for one or two sets, I think it was. And he came back and he played great. And then you guys kicked him. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was a really funny, you know, from an outside perspective, you see all those things happening. And then I don't exactly remember the layout of the events happening behind the scenes, but I remember like reaching that breaking point of, okay, this is not going to get any better. And yeah, it's. Barrett, oh, no, man. speaking to something that Hazer was just talking about, when you're planning to replace a player, when you're mm-hmm. when you're thinking about replacing a player, do you explore your pickup options before you drop them, or do you just drop them and figure that's for future Barrett to worry about? You know what I mean? Uh, for me, I reach breaking points with players where we've tried to work on X, Y, and Z, and it's not working, or they're not doing a certain thing that the team wants them to do. And you try to work on it for a long time. And then it's just like, okay, this is not going to work anymore. Um, I'm more of the kind of person where I would rather kick them. And then we think about it later than because if you try to replace like Smite esports isn't the same as league and other esports where a lot of the coaches in those games have more control in in spite the players have a lot of control about the rosters and if your team already is like 
hey bear we want to try out these adcs because we feel like you haven't been performing that well or you haven't been playing the game a lot lately it immediately hits the player's confidence a lot harder in smite than it does in other games in my opinion mm. whereas in league it's like oh the coaches step in and it's like oh we want to try out these certain players and i think it's a different dynamic that the team has to that the players have to do um and I don't think Smite players handle it nearly as professionally. Uh, and just, they just handle it poorer than other scenes, in my opinion. Bear, I feel like this is a good time to tell you that uh, I'm exploring, trying out some different hosts for the Backliners podcast. Uh, and Hazer is our first tryout. Uh, this is also news to Hazer. I have not told him. Um, I, did, I did say I had a new job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, everything is lining up weird right actually. <laughs> We talked about coaching earlier, yeah. and now he's getting on the podcast, yeah. and this is just his tryout. Hey, we'll yeah. see. I think he's doing a pretty good job. That's all I'm thinking. You know, like, I, like if uh... I see you guys duo queuing and ranked for the next week, I know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, secret Smurfs. yeah, we'll be on our yeah. Smurfs. We'll be on our Smurfs. Don't you worry about that. Um, okay, so now we get past the SOT thing. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that zap uh then zap decides that he's had enough you know he's too old for this nonsense um Mm -hmm. and that he i don't i actually haven't confirmed the timeline oh i I guess it's a good time to announce it i I don't know if i'm allowed to announce this but here i go what am i what are they gonna do get me in trouble um we will be putting out a i will be doing uh, another series of uh another series of roster apocalypse style interviews um in studio and online um so you will get a chance to hear from uh zap and layers and slaney and inbound in some formal interview settings if you want to hear an interview with slaney by the way you can go over to hazer's youtube he already did a great interview with him that i watched earlier um but more uh you know the dramatic interview styles kind of stuff that that i really like to do so that will be coming out so i will get this timeline clarified. we all will get this time timeline clarified eventually but Zap leaves a team, joins the Leviathans, Yarkor over to the solo lane, Julio out, Zapman in. Um, let's talk about the Leviathans for a moment. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the the best, how much better do you think the Leviathans got with this move? Barra, you can go first. I think they got way better, honestly. I think the... Are you going to give me a number? Are you going to ignore... Uh, this is not great. This is not a great tryout for you. Uh, this gonna, scale confuses okay. me. Yeah, yeah this I is mean, a poor scale. How do you... What do you mean? What? Is five, like, neutral? Or yeah, is five one, like, is... a little better? No, no. One is that they got significantly worse. Five is that they uh, stayed the same. And ten is that they got way, 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 way better. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll stick with the scale. This is great. Um, okay. In that case, I think they, <laughs> I think it was like a seven or an eight for me. Okay, thank um, you for answering my question. <laughs> it's a bad scale. Okay. I'm sorry, but uh, you don't seem sorry. I'm I'm really not. Their I shot know. calling is where they've always <laughs> struggled in the late game, and I think Zap brings a lot of that. Um, just kind of control over the team which is what i think they lacked um i think yarkor as well he can pop off in any role so i think you give Yark him like so a sad. week or two and he'll be like a top tier solo i think he's already up there honestly um i think zap and ronnie have a really good lane dynamic as well as 
I think Zap can kind of play the PK style of Hunter that he played before and allow Shinto to pop off. Yep. And as well, I think Panatom fits Zap style of potentially playing through duo depending on the meta. And yeah. All right, Hazer, you're, uh, if you want to make your own scale, I suppose, since everyone hates my scale I'm going to so say much. it's like a 6 or a 7 for okay. me. I'll say 6.5. I don't think they go that much better. In fact, I think in the immediacy, they probably got slightly worse. Sure. I think mm-hmm. uh, for now, they're probably going to be a little bit off, and they're going to be learning to play together. I think one way in which it's good is that the meta is shifting in solo, and Julio's god pool doesn't suit the solo gods that are coming into the meta for sure he's always been a a warrior player he does not play guardians he is not good at them he should not play them Mm. he should play warriors and and win lanes all alone and win games all alone he's very very good at that but yeah i think it's a good move for them uh roster wise i think having a little bit more land experience is going to be good for them as well i think they have struggled when it comes to pressure situations at events they always look good online and then crumble a little bit when they have to play against Barra on LAN. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's. I think they're a little better. And I think um, Hardcore for now, though, does look like a, a worse solo laner than he did before. Not really surprising, but I feel yeah. like uh, it's, all, it's almost a surprise that he hasn't stepped back in and been incredible straight away in solo because of how well he adjusted to ADC and mm-hmm. just how impressive he's looked in that role and how quickly he adjusted. I feel like he is... You can see the rust a little bit. A little yep. bit. I agree. His his Kakullan looked very good. His Arthur looked very uh, underwhelming, I would say. Mm-hmm. But a Yark, for my money, was one of the best solos last year. Like, maybe the best. I thought that he was hard carrying that team routinely. Um, he was obviously great in Hunter. I'm, I just was never super high on Julio... In general, like I never thought he was going. I never felt like he was going to lose the Leviathans games, but I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. I he was never in a position where he was going to take over. I was like, all right, this is Julio's draft, or like this is Julio's team to to really destroy this game. Whereas Yarkor, I think, will bring that. You can make the argument that maybe Zap won't um, won't bring that type of domination to the ADC role. It's not really what he does these days. But I think you're t- you hit the nail on the head for me, Barra, and that's that Zap will just play ADC like he played ADC for Paul, and Shinto is going to look really good in the coming that games. That's a really good point. That's a really yep. good point. Yeah. Two most similar mid laners in the league, maybe Shinto and Paul, maybe Big Man in there as well, the farm monsters. They want all the farm, yeah. and Zap's going to give him the space to play. Zap's going to give him a lot of space. Zap is down to die in order to win the team fight, you know, yep. bait all the relics, all whatever. Uh, I, think that, I think the Leviathans get pretty significantly better i think i'd go eight um on well, my so, well well crafted scale real quick i think it <clears throat> i think this is a really good revitalization for steve because i feel like the scarabs kind of just like losing that much is a just a big moral defeater like yep. over and over and over again and getting on a front line that is as good as leviathans he's gonna be playing a completely different smite game yep agreed uh, I think the the Leviathans are in a really good spot to uh, to make a run at the end mm-hmm. of Phase 2 and uh, in Phase 2 playoffs and stuff like that. Um, all right, let's go back to the Scarabs then, because now they've moved Sot back into the active roster, they've lost their ADC, and they have the the fateful day of scrims. The, <laughs> the last day with, uh, with layers in there. Have you guys ever heard 
something so crazy as what has transpired with this team. It blew my mind that this is what happened. To fill everyone in, if you haven't heard, the story goes, this is according to the interview uh, that Slaney gave to Hazer, again, on Hazer's YouTube channel. Um, they, they have some scrims trying out different ADCs. It doesn't go uh, super well. Um, and Layers gets up and starts um, voicing his frustration to uh, in his room to his parents without his mic muted. I will not go over whether or not the mic was supposed to be muted. That does not matter to me. Uh, <laughs> um, it was apparently... Yeah, I heard the scrims were good, by the way. I did the hear scrim- the scrims were okay. actually pretty good. Okay, the scrims went pretty well. All right, fair enough. Um, I... I don't know what to say about this, to be honest with you. (laughs) It is, uh, I can't imagine, um, that must have been truly surreal to hear it. I wish if I had a time machine with like, not three charges, but like five charges, one of them might be to be in that discord at that time. Like, what do you have to see? You know, like, I want to see like Vesuvius erupt. Um, I want to see, uh... Maybe like, um, maybe some, some great sports plays happening. Maybe I go watch a Muhammad Ali fight or something like that. And then I go to watch layers blow up in his mic, uh, in the discord after this scrim session. Unreal. I just wish I could know, man. I wish I could know exactly what it was, what it sounded like. You know, Slaney tried to shadow play it, but he didn't have a game open. So he couldn't. Uh, Oh, so unlucky. So unlucky. Barra. Have you, what's the most, what's the most, uh, embarrassing open mic moment you've had? Number one. Um, I I don't think I've ever had a bad open mic moment before. Really? Like nothing that would ever compare. I'm not saying like, you know, maybe, maybe you just say something to destiny that you wish you would. You're like, oh man, I wish I would have muted my mic. Like that's kind of embarrassing. Oh no. Yeah. I'm really, really good mic muter. Okay. Uh, Every time Destiny comes upstairs, I'm slamming the mute button so we can mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I honestly don't have any embarrassing mic stories, unfortunately. But you I know wish I did. That that I know of and that I can <laughs> yeah, remember maybe, in my maybe, maybe state right, right now. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone's like somewhere Jeff Hinla's like, I don't know, bro. That one time, like <laughs> I heard something. I don't know if that's true. Uh, okay, so you have it there. Barracuda, best Artemis Trapper and best Mike Muter. Uh, so he's got those two things going for him. Best Ruler 3 as well. Best call Ruler 3. Combo, actually. You mute your mic and then you shit talk to your Well done. All right, you've got the job, Paul. It's yours. Welcome thank to you, the team. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, welcome to the Backliners. Um, uh, any embarrassing open mic moments for you, Paul? Nah, not really. Nah, I can't think of any. Everything's always been fine on the teams I was on. I was shit talking them anyway. That's kind of the job of the coach. Right. I'm just slamming them after every game. <laughs> Step it up, Prime, you old man. I I can't. Like, just can't hit the beads, <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I can't remember exactly what it was. I it wasn't open mic. I feel like so this actually relates to what we were talking about earlier. Back in the day, SCL. Wild Wild West in terms of rosters. Like, we would play with different players all the time. And I swear, at least once, someone sent a DM to the wrong group about how garbage the ADC we used to play with was, and it was that group, and he was in that group. I want to say that happened. I don't know if it was me. It may have been. 
That sounds like something Leon would do, to be fair to him. Uh, but I can't remember exactly, but I think I remember being mortified on that general level, and I think that's the closest I've come. I asked one of the, I asked the team that lost for an interview once. I was like pretty drunk while streaming, and uh, you know I always interview the winning teams, and I asked the team that lost. I think it was. I'm trying to think who it was. I think it might have been uh, Leviathans, but last year, so not Leviathan Sanguine. Yeah. It might have been them, which is awkward because I didn't know them very well either. And oh, so they, were like, they were like, "Yeah, I guess I could do an interview, but we didn't win." And I was like, "Oh, yes, oh. Oh, yeah, you did lose." Oh. <laughs> You know, that's something my wife, um, who does not care about esports or sports at all, um, she always doesn't understand why in sports they interview the losing team. Um, and and they don't do it in esports. And I think she's right. And it's not that sports should stop. I think we should interview losing teams. We did try to do that, right? Like last year or year before? <sighs> we might have. season five. I remember like it being kind of awkward. Because, you know, I lost every set that year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think, I think we did do losing interviews. I think you're year. right. I think that was my fault. I think I thought that would be good. And they were just, like, awkward interviews of, like, why did that happen? Or, like, what will you do moving forward to prevent your next loss? And then you lose the next week. It's like, what will you do <laughs> to prevent the next? And then you just, you know, keep answering the questions the same way. I think it's really good if it's like a juicy game yeah. or like a one-off thing, but I don't think you should interview every losing team. I think you have to interview the right people from a losing game perspective <laughs> yes. as well. I think a lot of the Smite players are awkward enough when it comes to interviews in the first place. No offense to them. But they're just not good. That's not what they're paid to do. They're not sure. paid to sit and talk and answer questions. Um, and I think and interviewing certain players after a loss would just be an absolute... Yes. Mm, agree. Yes, sir. I do think, like... I do wish that it's so it's it's so emotional, and I know this is probably not going to be a, a popular opinion, but I come from, you know, I'm like a hybrid of media and player, but more media, I would say. And I always want to do interviews with losing teams at Worlds because that's when oh. I it would be so heartbreaking. But that's what that's what makes it worth it. You know what I mean? Like I think that mm -hmm. seeing, you know, that those are the most impactful interviews is the ones like after, you know, getting knocked out of the playoffs and that kind of stuff and I, I think that it connects the fans to their favorite players that instead of being angry that they lost or choked or that kind of stuff like you get to see you get to share in their in their sadness with them. You know what I mean? Cherry <laughs> <laughs> says no. Yeah, yeah of course Cherry yeah. says no. I, I look, and I respect that. I I would never force anyone to do it. Um and I understand you why get we it don't. on the way out of the cob anyway. You get it on the way out of the cob. The guys, they stop mm -hmm. you. They find you. They're like, why did you pick Osiris three times and oh. run lose every time? Why did yep. you keep picking the tree, man? Yep. You just get I it nonstop. Love those questions. <laughs> don't ask those questions, chat. Yeah, if you ever go to Worlds, just be like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Don't be like a reporter and try to get to the details on every single thing that went wrong in our Smite game. Reporter questions from chat and from fans. I hate them. Yes. Not a fan. No, they're they're definitely bad. There's a time and a place, and it's when I've shoved a mm -hmm. camera and a microphone in your face, and you can't get away from me. No, that is the time and the place. That's what I will say. <laughs> Choice for the interviews, unless I'm shoving a microphone in your face. <clears throat> That's right. Absolutely. Um, where were we before? Oh, yeah. Open mic. Oh, my God. I can't believe we got oh, off yeah, topic. Yeah. this off topic on such a juicy <laughs> subject. Uh, so Layers uh, has some choice words. Instantly kicked from the team uh, upon returning. That must have been uh, 
an awkward moment for all involved. But can you, Barra, can you imagine if that happened to your team? Do you think that, like, do you think that if you thought everything was going well, obviously things were not all going well for the Skips. This is, mm-hmm. this is a hypothetical situation. Let's say things are all going well. You are the only one left in the Discord call. Everyone leaves but um, but you and, like, Jake. And then you just hear yeah. Jake, like, talking to someone else uh, and being like, God, dude, my team is horrible. Like, they are just and – and he's just cursing all of you out. Would you just be like, I guess we have to drop him? I don't – it depends on – if we were doing really badly and while we were already in, like, a bad mental state, I would. But if we were doing good, I would just – I'd talk to Jake or like whoever it was in a one-on-one and be like, why do you think that way? <laughs> like, like what is possessing you? Like you have to really reach like a mental point to just start thrashing at your team like that. Yep. And I think, I mean, for me, it comes back to zap. Like in my opinion, just get off the burning ship. Uh, and like if the, if the team dynamic is already that bad, then he 100% did the right thing. And I heard the Zap also, like, ask the people on the team whether he should leave or not, which is also a good man move by Steve. Yep. Um, a lot of respect to him for that. And, yeah, I, I don't know what I would do in that. If we were going... If we were doing poorly, I would just lose my mind. I'm like, why? Yeah, maybe I guess the better question would have been, like, Season 5 SSG, you hear, like aqua going off on you guys and you're like Mm -hmm. what is going on here dude honestly i'd be like yeah he's right (laughs) 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 yeah we are really bad we are all playing bad we have all made game losing mistakes that year and yeah that year with those people honestly i wouldn't even be upset about it (laughs) yeah they're right that's that's just it is what it is man i can only imagine andinster is just like my favorite master of the English language, like the way Andenster talks just makes me smile on a regular basis. Um, yeah. And hearing him like be mad about that would be funny in my mind. Wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'd be mad. Uh, Hazer, I feel like what, what is your perspective from a coach's perspective? Uh, you have to get rid of him after that, right? Like you're kind of, your hands are kind of tied. Yeah, I think so. I think it very much depends on what the, you know, the context of the words that you hear, which we can't go into too much here, but like, I think when it comes down to personal insults and things like that, it's probably too far gone for the for the relationship to ever be salvaged. And at that point, you can't the, the team cannot continue as it is. Yeah. And the guy has to go. Yeah, got to get him out of there. And they do. They immediately mm-hmm. remove layers from the team. Um, the 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 surrounding um, circumstances after the fact, you know, layers puts out a short uh, tweet. Like, hey, you know, got to move forward, whatever. I'm thinking, all right, thumbs up. You know, we're okay. we're fine with this. This is good. And then comes the twit longer, uh, which was um, ill advised, is the is the phrase that I will use. I, I get it. You know, layers has always been known as uh, as a pretty emotional dude. I think that coming to the realization that of what you know of everything that's happened and realizing now that. He is off the team and all that kind of stuff. Like he, uh, I think he probably let the emotions get the best of him. He definitely, you know, and he, I'm sure he's also seen how it works where one side gets to tell their story. The other doesn't, you feel like it's, it's a little unfair and I'm not criticizing you for that at all. Hazer for the record. And again, for the record, layers will get a chance to tell his story. 
because I, I'm interviewing him like tomorrow night. So he will get a chance to, to put it out there publicly and it will be right alongside the other side. Um, but mm-hmm. I understand how layers came to the conclusion that that was the right move for him. I wish someone in his corner would have been able to read it beforehand or something like that, you know, like, yeah, give a little, was... give a little, uh, advice, you know? Okay. So I don't know that much about layers, but I just reading that twit longer, I was so confused. I, I, it just seems kind of crazy to tweet that kind of stuff, in my opinion, and to shine a light on a lot of those aspects. And it just, I feel like he did it in a very unprofessional way. Yep. And I think also by doing that, complete honest opinion here i don't know if he's gonna get on a team again with that kind of personality uh i don't know of anyone that would want to team with someone that would do that to them down the road um i think he just went off the deep end with that to a longer yeah i think go ahead a lot of it's yeah it didn't. It didn't read very well. Would be number one as well. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't winning any prize. <laughs> how it flowed, but uh, yeah, I just think. I think. It was an attack rather than a defense of himself. That's what it was. It was an attack on well, the people so. who he feel had wronged him. People are saying he wanted a chance to defend himself. He got kicked for the stuff he said when he went hot mic. None of the stuff he said was anything to do with that. You can understand why. He might be annoyed about certain things. And I, I, I feel for him in certain ways. You know, I'm 27 years old. I wouldn't want to move in with a load of messy gamers, personally. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why that would annoy someone. You know, I can understand these things. But I just think the way in which it was aired and the way in which it was framed was totally inappropriate. And I think a lot of the stuff was almost deliberately mis misleading the reader as well. Stuff about the rent and things like that. People are saying, why are you paying rent for an apartment which you don't live in? Yeah because you've agreed to pay rent, things like that. Yep. I just, I'm not on board with at all. Yeah. I completely agree. And I, I think all of that stuff is handled way better in a private <clears throat> conversation than aired out for the public to have their like way weighted, like looks on it in my opinion. And it just depends on who talks about it and the frame that they put it in and his frame, like you said, was just straight up an attack. I, really do not like that and i think it's completely unprofessional and i would hate if any of my teammates ever did that um to anyone on my team for for both of your perspectives is there anything what if anything uh let's say in a year a year and a half whatever your team needs a jungler layers is still available um what would need to happen for you to consider putting layers on that roster hazer he would have to be the best option uh in terms of the way he plays in which i wouldn't be too surprised if he is i think he's a really good player agreed i was hoping he would be in the league this year and i would like i, I, I think it's a shame that this is his shot is gone in my eyes mm-hmm. i think for him to be the best option and me to pick him up i think i'd have to ha- like somebody would have had to have had some miraculous good experiences with him and have personal insight on the team into the fact that he is now better and okay to team with and he has grown, mm. um, which I think is just unlikely. So I think 
it was it would be very unlikely for it to happen for me. I think I'd probably go towards a player who was maybe slightly worse with the potential of you know being a better teammate. Yep, Vera. Uh, I've always viewed it that way. Like I don't view that you need the best mechanical players to win worlds, mm-hmm. and I would have to. There would literally be no other option for me than for me to get layers in my opinion. That's just how I view it. I hate unprofessionalism and I hate viewing or airing that those kinds of things that I, I just hate every part of it. Um, just very disrespectful, very immature. Uh, Barra, there's only, you know, you guys need a jungler. It is layers or it's me. Who are you picking up? He takes a long sip from his drink. He goes back for more. <laughs> he laughs. He unmutes his mic. The best mic muter in the universe. He ans- uh, he delivers his answer. The Barracuda combo. I, I would get you. I would get you. Let's go! I'm in the SBL, baby. Not even trolling. I hate that kind of stuff. And you like, think I'm really sick of the game. Go ahead and say that part. Eh, I'm so glad you're here, Azer. What? Like, I'm so glad you joined the podcast tonight. Okay. Man. I'm so glad I'm going to be your jungler, Barra. Yeah. Um, Thank okay. you. Okay. Neath isn't even good in the jungle. Okay. That's that's Dude, all. I'm that's saying. like her. That's like her third best role, after support and solo. <laughs> after support and solo. <laughs> I love it. Um. All right. Last bit of last bit of roster drama. Uh. The the pickup here for the scarabs. They go mm-hmm. with they go with stew. Uh, Slaney mentioned in your video that they were trying out Crimson as well. They go Stu's direction. I think that does make a lot of sense to me. Um, I'm excited to, you know, Stu is not get, being given a fair shake right now with all the things that are going on around that team. I think the only thing you could judge him on right now is mechanics. Uh, his mechanics... And he got soloed by Evel. Did not seem great. That's where I was going with that. He it, There was a little uh, on the table, but I do think that I've, you know, I've watched Stu for a pretty long time now across SEC and that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that he does, I don't know if it's true to me from the outside looking in, it seems like he might get a little nervous in bigger games. And I think that he probably feels a little nervous having his first full roster slot and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm personally a Stu believer and I think that he's going to adjust and be an acceptable SPL ADC is my, right. uh, is my feeling. Yeah, I completely agree. Whether he's temporary or not, uh, I have a mad respect for Stu. I think he should deserve an SPL spot way earlier. Um, I hope he does get the permanent spot. I think he'll be a very fun player to scrim against and do play against in the SPL. I think he looks for a lot of like individual plays in lane, kind of the hardcore style of I want to make an individual play versus like making my team play mm-hmm. or team plays. Um, and I think he, I think he's just a fun player to watch. And I think he's a fun player, player to play against. Hazer? Yeah, I agree. I think he's a great player. I think he's done really well in the SEC. He's been one who I didn't really know much about until last year. I've seen him kind of come through and, and look great over the last couple of years, last year or so, I suppose. Um, and I think he seems like somebody who likes the game and likes to play the game, which I think is a big mm-hmm. thing for a lot of teams is bringing him in. He's going to play and he's going to make sure that he he grinds his way until he's playing at the level he needs to play at, which I think he's probably not quite there yet, but I have full faith in him getting there. Agreed. Also, speaking to your last point, Barra, Stu's just a cool dude who I'm like down yep. to spend some time with. 
uh, and that's uh, and that's really important. Um, it turns what? out. For, yeah, who would who guess? I don't know. <laughs> what did you say? Has he the other option for the podcast? Well, yeah, I mean, I oh, maybe I, should, maybe I should hit up Stu. Yeah, maybe I should hit up Stu. He should come on the podcast. That's a good idea. Um, hey, before we get into SPL this week, I've got a breaking news announcement here. Um, this is attention listeners all across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? Was waiting for a hazer reaction. Do we Got need to answer that. No. Yeah, yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. That was that was to you guys. That's but one. we got there. Of course, hazer ends up getting it before Barra. No surprise there. If so, I thought it was just a long pause again, yeah, bro. Same. I if so, going. our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. I think I'm starting to blush a little bit. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com slash back for 20% off and free shipping. Hazer, I haven't been able to uh, to give you the, qu- the quick breakdown quite yet, but... um. Wait, you want me to you want me to run with this? I can do this. Yeah, go for it. By all means. Listen, fellas, it's been a long lockdown. Things are starting to open up. They and are. it's time for you to open up your pants. But you know what you need to do before that? What do you, you need, need to, do? to hit Manscaped. Use code Manscaped.com slash back. Manscaped.com slash back. Manscaped.com slash back. Yep. Not for your back. Nope. For well, you somewhere could. else. Get it done. Get yourself sorted. Get yourself out there. Only if you're double jabbed. And share some saliva with somebody else and have a great time. Well said, my friend. Get 20% off wow. plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back. That's 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash back. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Barra, isn't it weird that you have never done an ad read for us and Hazer comes in and his tryout uh, and does one right away? It's because I'm literally the worst ad reader here <laughs> by far, so I should never do an ad read. Yeah. I, I kind of want you to do one now. No, you really don't. It's literally, I'm, it's like. There's menu endos in there. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that ad was, I like that ad a lot. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, every single, like every other line was like, with the rocket getting ready for takeoff, I That's right. like cover my mouth because I felt so like... Oh, well, dude, Zap's in chat, a.k.a. the two-time, and he says, I want John to tell me to shave my balls. Barra, this is a sale on the line. Tell Zapman to, if, they, if he wants his, his balls to be in the best shape possible to go to manscaped.com slash back. Go ahead, Barra. Wait. Okay. Will Steve buy it if I do? I maybe Steve maybe Steve will maybe well, other people will maybe if, if maybe he does, Hazer will I will if he does I will maybe Hazer will assume that they all will Barrow we've okay. got listeners all across the world I want you to shave your balls Steve okay and I bet they're very attractive and uh, they'll look <laughs> even better if they're shaven uh huh 
And what should he? And okay, but Barra, you're you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Okay, what? you got You got to give him the, the point. You got to give him the link. No, Barra, that's the point of the ad is to give him the link. You heard the link, bro. You're doing the ad read, Barra. You, you have to say the link. There's say the no link. Say the link. You told say me. The link. Say the link. You told me. You told me. Say the link. Tell Steve to shave his balls. Barra. And I did that. He's in chat. I he says. He said, "Oh no, where do I go to buy this?" Oh my god, manscaped.com/slash back. And what does he get for doing that? He gets great balls! And for using the code, he gets... Free shipping and 20% off! There it is! Now there we got it. it. Now we can move on with the show. Goodness, God, my whole My whole body is so flustered right now. I'm sorry you had to see I'm, that. I'm sweating between my right. fingers. <laughs> you know, if you're, sweating, well. if you're sweating down below, Barra, you could get Manscaped's ball deodorant in order to make sure you're always clean and pristine. Manscaped.com. I'm always Christine. Well, apparently not. You're just saying you weren't. Anyways, real quickly about SPL this week. Uh, Really, really interesting week. The the Dragons kind of get back on the right foot by beating the Mm -hmm. Kings. You guys stay undefeated. Uh, Barra now 6-0 and and looking red hot. You guys have been winning. But I want to talk about a team that is now tied with the Jade Dragons. I want to talk about the Oni Warriors. Three and three, a 2-0 victory mm-hmm. over the Titans. And can I say, despite, I know they played well at phase one playoffs and all that kind of stuff, but let's be real. I think other teams played really poorly in that group. I think mm-hmm. today was the best smite the Oni Warriors have played in season eight. Hazer, do you agree? Easily. Easily. They were doing stuff. Their core was in the server. <laughs> and votes looking better than ever. Nika was the least impressive member of the team today. <laughs> I know. Have you ever done that this season? I don't think so. It was crazy. Votes hitting things. Neil's doing stuff with abilities. Dardes is picking gods he can actually play. He picked Hera. And I like... Yeah. Thank it God I used Manscaped. Game. It wasn't even a good Hera game. <laughs> it wasn't. But he, he, he did it. He did it anyways. And he still owned. Like, where he, where has that been? Okay, he got soloed, and then it just don't, didn't matter. And I was yeah. so confused. Like, normally, I feel like if a midlander gets soloed, the game's over. Like, yeah. you really don't get another red buff the rest of the game. And that didn't happen, and I was so confused watching that game. Yeah, that's because the Titans' core are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. I'm sorry. This was the tale of the two worst cores in the league against each other, apart from the Valks. They don't count. And... One wow. of the cores turned up, and the other one still didn't. Okay, uh, for, for wow. Chad, who's going to lose their minds, Hazer, I'm assuming, because I agree that they have been the least active cores uh, in the league, mm-hmm. that they have been the most passive, least willing to actually f- advance the game. Um, yeah, they just don't do anything. They don't do anything, and it's my least yeah. favorite brand of Smite. I, Barra, mm-hmm. you can attest to this. I used to literally yell at Barra, especially last year, because Renegades would go through these phases of, you guys would be really active, and then sometimes the game would just happen around you. You would just mm-hmm. experience Smite. You wouldn't play it. And it drives mm-hmm. me insane whenever teams do that. And that's exactly what the Titans did, particularly in game one, where no one is yes. doing anything. Yep. And anytime a team picks Ganesh, I'm like, great, they don't want to play. Like they, they because you can't you can't be active with Ganesh. You just can't. I think Ganesh is actually a really good god, but it's only in really like certain scenarios I mean, when they're going to be doing a lot of stuff to you 
You just need other fight starters in your team comp in yep. Ganesh, in my opinion, or you need to go like completely counter engage, which is kind of hard to do in this meta of Smite, in my opinion. Agreed. Scream and... does bring up a good point. When Gino picks Ganesh, uh, I get chills. I have to put a coat on, and I'm exp I'm ready to watch a man carry a game. Tricks as well. I don't know if you've seen much of the EUSCC, yep. but Tricks. God damn that he, guy on Ganesh. Yep. No, he is a be he Me? is a beast on that. You on Ganesh? No. Anyone? Can I talk about one of my favorite one of my favorite Baskin stories of all time? Um, hopefully, he doesn't get mad at me for telling this. We were talking about uh, we were talking about um, Ganesh in general, and mm -hmm. Baskin was like pretty silent most of the time, except for making fun of Gino, which is pretty typical for those two. Until Baskin goes, you know who was the best Ganesh alter I've ever seen, bar none, Jeff Hinla. He said Jeff. Look, mm -hmm. we all love Jeff on this show. None of us think Jeff was lighting the world on fire mechanically. Not one of us do. Except for his Ganesh alts. And, yep. and, and Silv pulls. And Silv pulls, sure. I'm, uh, I guess I'll sign on to that. His Ganesh alts were actually mm -hmm. unreal. Yep. So if Jeff were to lock in Ganesh, I'm in. But no one else. I don't know. I'm, I'm not about that life. I don't know, man. Well, I, I, go ahead, Hazer. I think it's because Aurora had a good game on Ganesh uh, in his last set with the Titans, mm -hmm. by the way. And, you know, they've got so little confidence in everything they're playing. So he's just like, I'll play it again. Yeah, yep. might as well. I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel like this week, Scary, the way Scary, the, the way they picked didn't make a ton of sense to me. The way that Scary, Scary has been hot and cold, more on the cold side than hot, but has had his good games. It, it mm -hmm. concerns me that his two picks this week were Rob and Fenrir, the two gods that he's had the most good performances on, and he still wasn't aggressive. Not even didn't, like, play well, but was not an initiator, was not playing aggressively. If I'm a Titans fan, I think that concerns me, um, that they got him his two picks, and it still didn't really do much. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what, if it's, like, a meta thing or if it's, like, a confidence on that day thing, but I completely agree with Scary. Um, I don't know when you start kind of hitting that point of like with scary like do you just keep having him jungle like is this something we committed to the whole year um but i do agree with you guys about their core being weak and i think unfortunately for me i think that does come back to scary a lot unfortunately because i think he was disgustingly good at solo but i think his jungle performance has just been so hot and cold this whole year of like does he show up today or is he literally just a non-factor and today he was like doing the weird plays of like overly forcing things and i think that just shows like someone who is just uncomfortable um i always talk about winning a world championship is binary in sports and in esports mm -hmm. uh you either have the potential to do it or you don't the, it doesn't matter if your favorites really to me uh because we've seen over and over again that teams can show up on a weekend and just be better and all that kind of stuff. If yep. the, in my mind, if you don't, if your team cannot honestly look at themselves and say, if we play our best on a weekend, we can win worlds. Then you need to make changes. That, that mm -hmm. is unquestionable to me. Do you guys think, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but that's kind of mood I am in today. Do you guys think on their best weekend, the Titans can win the world championship with this current roster as it's structured? Hazer? Uh, no. Barra? No. Um, I think they can make a lot of noise, but I don't think they can win. I agree. So, and by, <laughs> and by, that, by that logic, 
something should change. Yeah. I I just think they're in a weird spot <laughs> with Scary, with him and Paul being like kind of like a package. Um, and the other three on that team kind of being a different package, in my opinion. And Speaking of packages, manscaped.com yeah, slash back. <laughs> right back in there, baby. 20% off of free shipping. Barry, you were saying? Uh, <laughs> talking about packages. <laughs> I like. I think we've also seen a different Benji and Aurora this year than we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And like, in my opinion, I look at like Aurora in like the season three of just being literally the most annoying support to play against. Yep. And then today he plays Ganesh, and I think. He's very, very, very good on that annoying style, and when he plays the more defensive styles, I just don't think he does nearly as much. Um, and I think a lot of that puts the weight on Scary then to kind of make up for that aggressiveness in teamfights and on the map. And I just, I just think he's too hot or cold for it, unfortunately. Yep, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, my opinion is not locked in stone. Maybe Scary makes big strides, and maybe the whole team around him makes big strides. You know, I don't think it's solely on his shoulders at all, but. Um, that team is too good to be where they are, in my opinion. Also, I hard disagree on Banji. I think Banji started the season pretty poorly. I think maybe you just try to put two people in there so that you're not singling out Aurora, but Banji, I think, has been really good for, like, the last, I don't know, eight weeks of games or however many times we've seen him, like, since, like, week two. That was the thing. really bad for two weeks. Yeah, that was the thing, and that's kind of typical for Benji, if I remember correctly, because, and he'll tell you this, uh, he, he won't play up until it's time yeah. for SPL. So uh, mm-hmm. that does not surprise me. Whenever the really Titans can... were starting to play well, they started camping solo and, and setting up Benji and he was carrying. Yep. Where did that go? Why did that stop? Maybe it's med- maybe after midseason you can't camp solo anymore, but I find that kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Amstrad is kind of OP. Yeah, Amstrad and rushing breastplate or just a Fizdy item. If, dude... If there's a Sobek and they go Vamp Shroud, Breastplate, like, your jungler's never going to want to go over there. Like, no, they're not going to get kill, but uh, they're not going to get kills, but um, you should be able to set him up to, to carry the game for you, I would think. But maybe not, you know, maybe teams have tried that and that uh, that is not an option. Um, by the way, Zap uh, did put in chat that he got the performance package 4.0. By going to manscaped.com slash back. If it's, of course he did. He's a man of his oh. word. Um, and if it's good enough for the two time, it's good enough for you, listener. So get on it, huh? That's all That's all I have to say about it. That's probably not all I have to say about it. Um, all right, it's time for a random question of the week. Uh, this time, Barra, you've been doing better, by the way. I get random messages during the week from Barra these days saying, mm-hmm. here's a random podcast question idea. And then he throws one at me and they're good. So I wanted to, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna roast you when you're not doing it, uh, I gotta give you some credit when you are, Barry. So you're doing great. Hey. Keep it up. You just do so much lately, you know. Well, oh. I just I gotta help you out here and there. All right, you're staying on the show. You can stay. <laughs> you it was close for a little bit, Thank but that you. but that's it. Uh, Hazer, we'll start with you. As per usual, random question of the week is gonna be about food. Okay. Can you give me your favorite and least favorite type of pasta noodle? My least favorite is spaghetti. Mmm. Spaghetti. I'm a spaghetti hater. Really? It's a mess. It's a mess. It doesn't uh, carry sauces particularly well. It doesn't carry uh, bits of stuff particularly well. It just kind of 
slops about all over the place and slimes all over you and you're like dude and it doesn't even fit in a pot like you need like a special <laughs> pot to make spaghetti dude like i'm not in for that uh my favorite kind of pasta hmm i quite like a conchigli which is a pasta shell like mm. a pasta shell quite a lot it's a good receptacle for small bits of food it's a good sauce carrier and uh it fits in a pot how oh. you were so prepared for this that yeah, was that really was... we did not tell him this beforehand that was impressive i that think was... about food a lot so you would fit in well on this podcast taser maybe uh in the time between you <laughs> and your new job starting maybe we can make this a little three-man action um Barra, your turn. Go go for your favorite. It's not going to be nearly as great as Hazer's taste. Well, we knew that. You you always have horrible. You you never think about anything when it comes to food. That's fair. Uh, Penne is my favorite. I would say. Okay, Penne is good. Backwards of Hazer. Yep. Um, I just feel like you can literally use Penne for anything. Yep. And it will always be delicious, and it carries a sauce well. And if I'm going by Hazer's, you know, critique, it fits in a pot, and it's very lovely. And My least favorite, I think, sorry, Destiny, uh, it's angel hair. Yes! I hate... It just doesn't do anything. It doesn't taste like anything. It's, no, just, it's just there. Bad. It's it's like a... It's worse like, spaghetti. It's worse yeah, spaghetti. that's exactly what I was going to say. It's worse spaghetti. Like, at least spaghetti, I have a mouthfeel. Angel hair, Yeah. I just... It's like I'm not even eating anything. It's like I'm eating air. And it has the same faults as spaghetti, which Hazer went through earlier. Literally, mm-hmm. like... It doesn't fit in your pot, you know, and it just slops <laughs> everywhere when it, you try to eat it. And I thought you were going to say it doesn't fit in your pocket. And I was like, oh, that is a, that is a, have you not seen the thing? Spaghetti in my pocket, spaghetti everywhere. <laughs> oh, I guess angel hair is slightly different, but yeah, it, it's just thinner spaghetti and it is in every way worse. And I'm with you, Barry, you and I may be agreeing for the first time on a food opinion. Wow. Angel hair is the worst pasta by far. It is worthless. Except for maybe, as J-Mac, I asked this question in the green room, J-Mac really contributing in, in his debut few weeks here in the SBL casting room, he brought up the little the little wheels, rotelle. Or is, who wants those? Children, I think. That's what they're for, right? Right. They've got to be. But, like, shells yeah. are more fun. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think shells are more fun than those. The wheels, uh, garbage. I didn't know that was a pasta shape. I just Get them out of here. I hate them. Um, for my favorite. Go, oh, yeah, no, no, you no, no, go ahead, Hazer. No, no, oh, no, no, no. Give us oh. your favorite. Give us your favorite right now. Hazer's right now, I really okay. like. I really like linguine. It's thicker mm. pasta. It's like flat. It has very good texture in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I love. Uh, I love. <laughs> not in your pocket. Not in my pocket. It feels very similar to spaghetti in my pocket, and we don't like that about it. Um, <laughs> I love uh, carbonara, and a lot of times that's made with linguine. Um, I'm a linguine fan. It is a little bit annoying to eat, but I think that the texture makes up for it. Um, but all like rigatoni, penne, ziti, all of those are good. You're, you're never going to hear me complaining about those types of pastas either. Uh, what were you going to say? Is, linguine is like redeemable spaghetti. It really is. It's yep. pretty good. Did you, if I, I encourage you to go and look this up after, but there was a really good story I read this year about a Bucatini shortage in the U.S., which was a really fun read. So I'd recommend going away and reading about that. It's just somebody who noticed they couldn't find this pasta they liked called Bucatini, which is like spaghetti with a hole in the middle. And they couldn't find it anywhere. And they went on this whole like investigation. And it's fantastic. I would Bucatini. recommend checking it out. Oh, this I can is... link it. 
Yeah, go ahead and link it in the chat for those. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, I'll put it in the chat. This, I think, is the story here. This, I quickly Googled it there. I remember reading it. Somebody posted it in like our work Slack or something. There you go. This, it's, yeah, uh, it's a great story. Bucatini shortage investigation. I'm probably going to go down that rabbit hole for sure. Um, mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it for uh, for us on the Backliners this week. Hazer, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on. You weren't dangerous. What is this bit with you being brand uh, brand unsafe? I, I, don't, I haven't been watching the stream enough to, to understand it. Well, people just think the things I say and the things I do on my stream make me unsuitable for uh, brands to sponsor me, I think is the thing. Mm. But I do actually just turn down sponsorship offers. Ah. Um, but not from VPN, from VPN companies and from Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, ah, but, yes. You know. <laughs> As is customary, I suppose. But theoretically, if Manscaped were to come knocking, I mean, yeah, it sounds I mean, like... I, be I don't know if I could say no. Yeah, how could you? With the product as great as the Lawnmower 4.0, am I right, Barra? You're so right, dude. Thank you. You're very, so right. Very nicely done. Thanks, everyone, Thank for you. listening, as always, or watching. Uh, you can check us out um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. You can also check out the whole Prediction Network. They've got a bunch of different shows covering a bunch of different esports, so you'll definitely be able to find something that you're interested in, so check all those out. Um, and go check out Hazer, twitch.tv slash Hazer. No underscores or anything, right? Yep. Nice and clean, twitch.tv slash Hazer and twitch.tv slash two R's, two C's, two D's if you want to go watch mm-hmm. Barracuda. That That's does me. That does take you there now. It doesn't, but I'm making that up. Um, it will. It will. Yeah, don't worry about it. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll catch you next week here on the Backliners. Barra, say the thing. <laughs> Bye. Okay, not your best effort. Well, it really wasn't. You made me laugh. How? Bro, you, you would say the thing. <laughs>